What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your man's Mr. Dominic Cruz, featured on ABC, NBC, CBS, Yahoo, and Fox, coming at you with another episode on how to move on, of how to move on with Mr. Dominic Cruz. And I have a special treat uh, for you guys today. Uh, you know, we're going to be, I'm going to be interviewing a, a lovely woman and, you know, I'm just going to get straight into this. You know, before I get into this whole thing, you know, how many of us like go into, you know, before, you know, COVID was going on, we all went into barbershops, ladies went into the salons and, you know, that was their space. That was their safe space to talk about what was going on with them. It was like a little, it was, it was like something that was like, took a burden off their shoulders and they just feel so much better after they leave, you know, the salon or the barbershop. But this particular woman that I'm going to interview, you know, that I'm inviting onto this podcast, you're going to love her. All right. She is a TEDx speaker. All right. She's a beauty guru, and she's on a mission to help beauty brands to tell their story. She guides you to discover, you know, the why behind your beauty routine routine within a holistical approach. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to Elizabeth Molina. Elizabeth, you there? Yes. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Awesome. I'm... I'm I'm pretty sure wherever you are right now, you're just enjoying the day, feeling really good. Huh? <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. And I'm so sorry about that. That was Those are my dogs that thought I had under control. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. Your dogs are just as excited as we both are. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, would, do you prefer Elizabeth or Liz? You know, you know that's so funny that you asked. I prefer anything that's in the vicinity of my name. I like Elizabeth, but people have called me Betty, Beth, Liz, Lizbeth, Lizzie, E. So I'm really not too picky as long as it's like similar to my name. <laughs> you have a lot of names then. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I tell us a little bit about yourself, Elizabeth. A little bit or a lot. Um, you, you can go ahead. The floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, um, you know, I am known as the beauty guru and I have a passion for beauty. So I guess I want to start off with that. You know, growing up beauty as a woman, um, as a human, it's always been very important to people. You know, people always judge a book by its cover, even though we're taught not to judge a book by its mm -hmm. cover. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll start from there and telling you a little bit about myself and my background. Um, I come from immigrant parents. I am Latina and, um, you know, in, in the culture, it is heavily, heavily, um, influenced in beauty. So I my oh, yeah. came from there. Obviously, you know, moving on in school, I excelled. I always wanted to be an overachiever, being that my parents didn't speak English and they could never help me with homework. <laughs> Where were your parents from? Uh, if you don't, sorry. My mom is Peruvian and my dad is Dominican-Israeli. Ooh, that's very, okay. I like I like the little mix that we got going on, but go on, go, go, go on. <laughs> so I think, you know, 
that says that, you know, I was an overachiever. Like, I wanted to be the best in everything that I did. And so, you know, with an honor roll through all different schools that I went to, boarding schools, um, even in college as well, just excelled at all my studies. I went into pharma because I had a passion for medicine. I would love to help people. Um, ended up in sales because I don't know if it's my background. I have a lot of charm. I think we all do. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I I hear the charm. I, I hear the charm when I when I speak to you. I was like, oh, she's very charm. I like she's cool. I like that. I'm like, you know, it's just that energy that you that you bring out, and it's it's just something about it where it's just like, oh, she's really cool. People, so I, I I like the vibes, you know. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so so moving forward, I mean, sales is really like something that I excel in, and so it's hard to describe me as a person because I think I wear so many hats. But I would say that. Sales and beauty is something that comes to me very naturally. Um, I don't know if that has to do with me adapting to the world. I have no idea, but it's just I love it. Um, so I, I was in sales for a long time, and then I felt that there was a need um, in my whole career. So I'll back up a little bit and say that I started modeling at the age of five um, here and there, and I still do modeling and gigs on the side uh, whenever you know I have time for them. So. Mm-hmm. In my career, even though I was really smart and intellectual in the science field, people never noticed that. Like when I went on and when I would go on interviews or I would do speaking panels, mm-hmm. the men that would interview me would be more concerned about like, um, you know, how was it in the modeling industry or like, what do you eat? And I'm like, that's not related to like my degree in biochemistry or how many dollars no. in sales I can bring you in the next few weeks? Like, how is that related? Um, right. Yeah. So I realized that people were fascinated by beauty and everywhere that I went to, like I have, you know, been in rooms with surgeons, boards of medical groups for the, I live in New York. So for like the board of New York, like the state board of New York and like in every conversation, it would mostly not be about medicine. It was like 20% medicine, 80% mm-hmm. like so, you know, how can you help me with my skin? You look really good. Like, what do you do? Can you help me? I'm so lost. And I was like, I had a passion for that. So I started like, you know, deviating away from that because I wasn't uh-huh. fulfilled. And I started going towards the beauty. And I realized that there are so many professionals out there. And even doing my TED Talk, I was on the stage with some rock star people. And at the end of the day, I was worried about my speech and not worried about what I was wearing or my makeup or my looks. And they were the opposite. They were like, I got my speech down. Like I'm, you know, I'm like a scientist or I'm uh, an author, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, they were like, I don't like the way that I feel that I look. And every single person was freaking out, asking me to help them. (laughs) There's a gap in there. Like it doesn't matter who you are, Tony Robbins, Oprah, there's the glam squad. And I know people underrate makeup and, and the beauty industry. And it doesn't have to just be makeup and skin. Like we were talking about barbershops and there's so many different parts of makeup and in, in the in the beauty industry and wellness mm-hmm. that during the pandemic people have been really affected with that communication that you know you mentioned earlier like even guys when they go to the barbershop right like you guys oh are yeah talking, reminiscing complaining and then maybe like i don't know i'm not in barbershops but i, I could imagine like if it's anything like a, a salon for women or any of the beauty services like that's kind of therapeutic right yeah, no, and and you know what, I I I really miss going to the barber shop. Like, I I I'm not gonna lie, during this whole pandemic, 
like well I guess in the last half of the year I grew my hair out like it's like the longest it's ever been I know the barbers are gonna be, I'm, I'm like I know the barbers are gonna be ecstatic when I go back to the barbershop and they're gonna be like cutting it all yeah. but I really love how you told me that you know because I didn't think of it as like you know very therapeutic until you mentioned it because every time I went to a barbershop you know it, it felt liberating you know it, it felt like you were in a different family and it just accepted you and it was it was just different and you know just to talk you know with the guys and you know just be guys and have fun and stuff like that I really loved how you touched up on that whole thing you know it goes back to connection and I think if we learned anything from 2021 I mean sorry 2020 and now going into 2021 is that not only are we humans and people but we need like connection we need community we need to be in in a space where we can exchange energy whether that is like now you know there's a club called uh, there's an app called clubhouse and and like people are connecting and people are feeling better they feel like they're clubbing or you know just like different ways of connecting and finding your community and your group like you said in your barbershop Mm-hmm. and you maybe saw people that looked like you people that may have you know maybe speak the same slang as you do uh that have the same interests right so that you feel right like you fit in it feels so good now i'm with my people like you kind of release your energy you exchange you might even talk about a problem that you couldn't talk to other people about because it's so easy to talk to strangers versus people you have to see all the time right yep yeah, definitely. No. And, you know, you mentioned on the club, on Clubhouse, how I was actually telling people in the last episode, I mean, they should be on Clubhouse because, I, I, to be honest, like you will find like minded people and you and if anybody who is Latino or, you know, Latino and all that, and they felt like they're lost with their culture, they, they don't feel like they're in touch with their culture. It is a perfect opportunity to get in touch with your culture and really meet like-minded people. And, you know, I, I highly encourage everybody, you know, to get on Clubhouse because it is amazing. Yeah. And um, you mentioned that you were a TEDx speaker. Yes. Tell me about that. Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> I, had, I had a secret, right? Like, I do all mm-hmm. these things, like, I'm not really, I haven't been public about myself. Like if you Google me, you're not going to find many things about me. I was the kind of person who is the opposite of today's like model or Instagram model influencer, whatever you want to call. Okay. Right. I was like anti PR, like get my name off of there. Take my stuff down. Do not tag me. Don't take pictures with me. Like all my friends are like, I don't have any pictures of you. What the hell? Um, so I was that person, right? And no one really knew why. And, and they were like, you're so shady. Um, so there was a story that I that I had in me, right? About a personal mm-hmm. story. And you know a little bit about it. Um, right, right. Yeah. You comfortable to talk about it? Huh? You comfortable to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, awesome. I did a TEDx about it, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, no, thank, thank you for asking me. I love that you, you know, that's really nice and sweet when the host is, you know, asking you, are you comfortable? Like, let's go there. If not, that's okay. Totally. Um, and I'll yeah, share with definitely. you the link when it's completely out because it's still under review because it's such a powerful story. They need to like confirm everything, you know, like they cross check 
Um, yeah. Ted is a big stage. Like they need to make sure. Like is the timeline correct? Like is there like is there something to prove that? So like everything is fact checked. So like you can't go on there and, and say something that's not true. So they're still like fact checking some things, which you know have to provide documentation and things like that. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so I had a story to tell, and you know, especially coming from such a conservative background where, like, I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but, like, in for me growing up, it was, like, you don't talk about your problems. You don't share your problems. No one knows what you're going through. Like, you're just quiet. You put on a smile. You act happy. You pretend nothing's yeah. wrong. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is hunky-dory, and, like, no one knows what's happening inside. And that's, like, very common, I want to say, like, in conservative backgrounds, especially in Latino homes. I don't know if it, there's a lot of shame around that and like there's just so much to unpack that i think we're gonna need like 10 episodes really (laughs) so so i had the story for about 16 years something that i went through in my life that i was very hesitant to share and after doing a lot of healing and therapy and work with clients and just seeing how much my story has impacted my people that are very successful Mm -hmm. around me I was like, okay, you know, I feel comfortable. There's proof. The proof is in the pudding. Like, I am freaking doing this thing. I'm like an undercover Tony Robbins, like female version, and no one knows about it. And like, right now I feel safe to talk about it. So the story is, um, I was 16 years old. I was engaged by by my ex-husband, who was 18 years my senior. I was married at 18, had a child at 18, divorced by 21, um, and before that divorce, um, you know, I wanted some independence. I wanted to go to school. And being that my ex-husband came from a background where, like, it is very common, you know, usually older men marry younger women, especially if they're financially stable. Um, woman doesn't work, stays in the home. And I, growing up as an American girl, first generation, I was taught, like, education. You need to be independent. Like, you need to do all these things. Like, we didn't mesh well in that sense. But anyway, right. he didn't agree to that. And I'm like, oh, well, well, I don't care. Then I'm going to be an independent woman. And so he had convinced me to, you know, go back to his country where we would travel and we would like, we would live literally every two weeks. We would live in a different state because of his line of business. Um, he was, you know, a silent investor in huge and is still in, in big corporations and so we were moving every two weeks to florida new york dominican republic miami puerto rico and mexico just like on rotate like i would have you know wardrobe everywhere like that was my life um right. and so he had whatever he had basically kidnapped me to another country with my baby what? for six months where he, you know, I, I, if anyone, if there are any children listening in the audience, if this is triggering, this is the moment to like skip 15 seconds. Um, he basically would like, you know, rape me and beat me every day because he was trying to brainwash me Jesus. into being a submissive woman. So I was able to escape that, you know, convince him to bring me back to the States. And then I escaped with my baby, $25, and no one in my family or friends that would like support me. Because, you know, in the community, it's like, oh, she'll go back. It's nothing. Like, it's what are you complaining about? You're living such a great life. You have a driver. You have a nanny. You have a cook. You have all these things. Like, you're, you know, you're in private jets. You're, like, 18 years old. What is wrong? Like, 19 at that point time already, right? Like, what's so right. that he hits you? So what that he wants to, like, not let you go to school or work? So, you know, there was a big stigma there. But I was able to do it all by myself with my baby. Mm-hmm. And 
today I am here thriving, strong mentally, physically, and just here to help other women, and not just women, but I say humans, um, I want to give them the recipe to how I did that because a lot of people go through things and they're like, I did it and I'm thriving and here, here's my business model and I'm here to tell you the opposite. I'm like, look, this is what I did to survive and this is how you can also survive and thrive. So that's kind of the story in a nutshell. Wow. Um, and, you know, honestly, that's uh, pretty insane on how that whole thing happened and like, you know, and and then how family, well, you know, people around you at the time, they said, ah, don't worry, because they valued materialistic things for you more than, you know, your happiness. And that's a big problem in a lot of communities, especially, especially you know, in the Latin communities, because, you know, I, well, because I've seen that a lot and it really does hurt. And I, I, I can't imagine uh, you know how you were feeling and like all like all these emotions were just hitting you all at once oh my god I like I can't tell you how many times I cried I just felt like I didn't fit in I didn't understand you know people were were like easy to like easy to to say to me well you should have known better like I was actually watching something the other day what was I watching I think mm-hmm. it was Joe Rogan and he, yeah I was watching Joe Rogan's Netflix 2018 show where he's talking about like um teenage like a teenage boy in florida and how there was like an officer who like this undercover 25 year old officer who was in high school undercover and she had him like sell him weed and then she arrested him and she's like if it were backwards if it was like a 25 year old man seducing a 15 year old girl to sell him weed and like that would be like not taken well by society and then no. she's like, I just question people who are like, well, he's 16, almost 17, close to 18, and he should have known better. And, and Joe Rogan is like, what the hell does a 16-year-old know, right? Like, how could you? So the same, I, I was like, wow, that was like so powerful for me to hear because for the, my whole life, especially from the Spanish community, which is so weird because I guess it's so common, which is really sad. Everyone was mm-hmm. like, well, you should have known better. And I'm like, I was 15 when I met this person, 16, my parents are going through a divorce. Like it was just, there was a lot of things that, you know, made this like the right recipe for this to happen. Um, yeah. But yeah. So going back to what you said, um, just people blaming you, you should have known better. You should have looked for the signs or you should put up, right. with, uh, you know, at least you're financially stable. It's better to be financially stable than to be in love and broken fighting over finances. And so there's a lot of weird input and like not support. And even when you do tell the story, like in my experience to like the Spanish community that I have told in my, my private um, speaker programs and things like that, the feedback that I get from everyone else who's not of a Latino background is like, wow, like, you know, they're impressed or they're like feeling like they could relate and how could this happen? And like, we have to do like help other women. But the, the women of, of my culture are just like, well, it happened to my cousin or that happened yeah. to me. Like I know a girl and, and actually she like we never found her body or something like you're. So what are you complaining about? And I'm just like, what in the world is happening? <laughs> I know it's it, 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 it's it's weird. It like especially in like the Latin community, it's it's super weird because like, you know, just how we respond to things. It's just sometimes it just doesn't make any sense. And, you know, that's troubling. I mean, I would say in the past, like, I'll say definitely in the 90s, 80s, 70s, and, you know, 2000s, you know, there was a lot of 
you know, there's a lot of things that just like raise my eyebrows like, damn, that was crazy. But I, I, you know, since, you know, we're talking about, you know, obviously the show is called How to Move On, right? How are you able to move on from all that trauma that you've experienced into becoming this powerful woman that you are today? I've been interviewed <laughs> and people don't really ask these questions they ask they want to know how and how did you get there and so like I love that you asked me that I really value my guests that's why <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I mean honestly I think you know there's a there's a switch that goes on right like you know soon there will be a book about it and probably like a some sort of movie um that will come out and and we'll go you know it'll I like the vision I like the vision I like it <laughs> well, I've, been, I've been approached um several years back by some really big names who I've you know bumped rooms with and they're like I like your story I know about you when you're ready to tell it like and I'm talking about like some some like major people they're like we want to we want to share the story because this is a great story like who would have thought that this would happen in America, like today with an American born person. Cause usually there's like different things that go into this. Right. Um, but right. Anyway, so to answer your question, Oh my God. Um, there's just so much there. I want to say that there's two things that happens when somebody goes into stress. And even like, I, I say that we're all like animals, right? Like instinctually we're all like rational animals. So like the, even yep. we used to do this experiment with like, rats or dogs or whatever like when you corner an animal there's two things that happens either they fight back or they give up and so i think for me being you know that i had so many things to prove to myself to my community just like the way that i grew up just trying to prove myself and like being enough there was something that was triggered inside of me yes there was a moment that i wanted to give up and like why am i here and like that's a whole nother conversation that i talk a lot about um, and then there was a switch that was like, oh, okay, I'm here for a reason, and maybe this is a test, or like I started looking at life as lessons, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's my lesson. Okay, let me get through this lesson. It sucks because it really sucks, but once I get through it, like what did I learn? How can I use this to help people? Because I have a, I have, I'm a firm believer in that everything that we experience in life is to help other people um, who have experienced the same thing or not to like, or, you know, not to have that experience. So for me, overcoming was like um, my rage, my anger. I mean, I can't, I have, I I can't, I don't have enough um, words to describe all the feelings that I had, but I use that. So I feel like you could use it for two reasons. You could be destructive or you could be productive. And for me, I'm a productive person. So, I love it. Yeah, so I was like, okay, either I can go and literally be a drug addict and, like, be a prostitute because, like, I literally, like, a lot of women who have been sexually abused, they, you don't have a value for your body. You feel like like, like you're just angry at your body and you want to hurt it more. Like, there's just this pain that you can't describe. And so, like, you want to numb yourself and also hurt yourself at the same time. So, like, there's a combination of, like, addiction, drug, alcohol, and, like, pain. And that that's one way of being destructive. And the, the, the percentage of women who have experienced what I have, there's, there's like a 90-something percentage of people who it's, it's so hard to overcome, right? And then there's a few who have like something that switches on 
and they're like okay i'm gonna use this rage as fuel to like move on and for me i was like even though i escaped i was still mentally trapped right so i'm like i can't let this person win and if i fail they won even though i escaped i'm still trapped so my fuel was my my way to get out was like i need to get i need to get better i need to make myself better what do i do what's happening to me okay ptsd what am i experiencing how can i fix it where do i need to look and that's been my attitude always like in life like okay what do i need to see what do i need to do how do i heal it how do i move on i need to go to the next chapter mm-hmm. you know honest you know i love how you you know broke it down those two routes like you have two choices either you become destructive or you become productive. I mean, that is powerful. And it's probably one of the things that I said, you know, I said it a lot on my YouTube and, you know, I said it a lot, especially on this podcast. And, you know, I remember, you know, going through, I mean, I I remember going through like, you know, a breakup once upon a time and, you know, just adjusting back to the single life was just, it was just hard. And, and I remember making this decision. I, I was watching YouTube videos, like how to get over someone. And, and, and I also watched another video, it was like, how do I get someone back? <laughs> and oh my God, like, you, you, like the, the emotional roller coaster that, uh, that one can experience was just intense. And then, you know, I remember making this decision after watching one video, like, listen, I, I, I understand I'm gonna be going through this heartache for a long time. I'm going to go through a lot of emotional roller coaster through, through this entire process because I don't know what's going on, but I need to get out of this and I'm going to get out of this and I'm going to become better. And, you know, that's the side where I said, I'm going to use this to become productive. I'm going to, you know, talk about the, this, this whole thing. I'm going I'm, to, I'm just going to be great. You know, I'm going to use the story. I'm just going to use this experience to become someone great. And, you know, what I love about your story and, in, 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 you know, what you've done, you chose to, to, you chose that route to become great and you're still doing it to this day. And, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really rare to, to meet someone like that because it's like, you know, a lot of people will choose that self-destructive because they, that's just the easy way out. Mm-hmm. But it's easier to be more, more to be productive but you know when you're depressed it's like a big hole that people just want to stay there and it's and, it, and it's comfortable too you know what i'm saying so i just want to be clear also like I, I feel like you'll hear this from people who have like like even tony robbins like i've done a lot of his um live events when they were live and un- un- unleash yourself and all these things and 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 so i'll say something to that point it sounds easy right and so if you listen to these people and there's a lot of stuff that's free even Les brown all these like amazing amazing motivational speaker and you'll hear them tell their story if you get a chance to look at look it up and one thing that every single person says is that i hit rock bottom and i couldn't i could no longer stand what i was feeling and so i think that's that's like the key to the recipe that you get so low that there's nowhere else to go and you're like shit mm-hmm. sorry if i'm cursing um, yeah, you could you, you could swear as much as you want <laughs> like I can't like there's nowhere like you're almost suffocating you're like okay I gotta do something like you get to a point where you, you just can't like no longer like your body is like already like like almost like you're like on the verge of like not existing 
and I'm not saying suicidal, but there's like a, there's like another like in between that no one really talks about. But if you hear all of their stories, like Oprah, Tony Robbins, like all these greats, they will say I hit rock bottom. People who lost a lot of lot of weight and you ask them, how'd you get? Oh my God, you have such a crazy transformation. And every single person that I have spoken to is like Liz. Elizabeth, I I got to a point where like I just I couldn't like I just hit rock bottom and until you hit rock bottom sometimes like nothing motivates you and so I think that's another thing that I wanted to add to that like sometimes it's not enough you know like yeah it's just not you're not rocked enough and I and, and, and you know what um, being at rock bottom is a blessing in disguise you know it it, it truly is. Um, when I went through that whole significant in that experience, it was significant to me. It was like, whoa, this is like, this is weird. And, you know, I thought, I didn't think I was going to be, I, I thought that was like the only time I would hit rock bottom, but that's just rock bottom emotionally, you know, as a person. And, you know, it was, it was just a different space. It's just like, whoa. And then just to, but, but, but to, you know, use that as fuel to, you know, go out and meet people, get to discover yourself and all these different things about yourself. You, you, you start to feel better bit by bit. I know a lot of people like to, they're expecting to feel better like by a whole lot, but it's all happening by baby steps. And then there's another rock bottom um, to where you, like, it's like a massive failure. Now, obviously, you know, breakups and, you know, ends of, end, the ends of a relationship is also a failure. But I don't think it has anything. And but I think that's that's a different type of failure. Over uh, that's a different type of failure when it comes to you know failing in a startup or business that you've had for a long time and all this other jazz. Because that kind of rock bottom, that hurts too. <laughs> when you've got no money, you don't know where to go. I mean, you could. I mean, you, you. If you're lucky, you have your family to lean on and stuff like that. But uh, and, and, you know, that kind of rock bottom is completely different. And I know a lot of people, especially myself, experienced that, in, 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 you know, when the pandemic started, because I was supposed to live in Miami, but I, I, I ended up getting, I ended up getting sent back to San Diego. But, you know, those, those are two different rock bottoms and they're super significant, but there's a lesson behind it that you need to learn about yourself. You know what I'm saying? totally agree with you I, I love that you clarified that and and just to add a little bit more so, you know some of the work that I do is you know spiritual and integrating like you said beauty for me is holistic and I see beauty in everything and I look at life through the lens of beauty like that actually saved my life and so you know I call what you know hitting rock bottom in the woo-woo world is the death of the ego. Oh, yes. Oh, do go on on that. Yes. <laughs> so like, there, I think there are different parts of your ego and people talk about shadow work and what the hell is shadow work. And like, we're like, oh, no, but you get to a certain point in life when you're like, oh, crap, okay, I'm repeating the same thing. I'm dating the same people and I don't know what's happening. Like, I keep on dating my dad or my mom or my, the, my sister. Like, what is happening? I don't mean literally, like, I mean, like, people like, you know, because I've dated people like yeah. my dad who like to gamble, who love to buy women presents and are like playboys and like, you know, obviously, right? So, like, I'm like, wait, why do they all, they're all yeah. cigarettes, they all have addiction, 
just like my dad and they're charmers oh my god my dad is such a charmer you have no idea right and then i started looking back i'm like wait what in the world is this so um you know just to get back to this death of the ego there's so many layers to that like you said there's like personal like there's so many egos like think of them as little managers in your head and they're managing different things Oof. like your 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 business your relationship with your family your relationship with your love partner and like there are different phases of them and so as you grow they kind of die and then you mourn them and then you kind of up level you get yourself a new manager or a new ceo and he's like oh well i'm here to teach you about this lesson and you're like oh i'm not prepared for that and now okay i i you know i succumbed this situation and now i learned my lesson and now i'm now i'm dating a whole bunch of people who are this what is happening and it's like you know could you imagine how much ego died in the, when the pandemic started people talk about this as like oh I, you know i i'm awoken or i'm like a i'm a woken person and everything is so beautiful here's my crystal and rainbows and butterflies and i meditate and om and yoga and like that's not, that's not real this is hard that's not nobody talks about it nobody talks about Nobody talks about, you know, when their ego dies, it's just they, because they become it when, cause like, if you, if you got to talk about it and brag about it and stuff like that, I mean, it's okay to brag about, you know, a little bit, thing, a little bit of things that did change. Like if you're someone that woke up in the afternoon, now you wake up at like, you know, three in the morning and just enjoy the rest of your day and stuff like that. You know, that's, that, that's cool. You can talk about that. But when people talk about, you know, just crystals and, you know, this, uh, uh, the chakras, all you know, all these different things. It's like, bro, just, just, just be about it, right? <laughs> and in, 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 in Elizabeth, this is where that's that's. I'm, I'm so glad you touched upon the ego thing because you know that significant that, that that trauma that you went through. You know, there was a whole bunch of ego that was in there that had to die. You know, just like. And, and just like, you know, my experience in the past when I went through that significant breakup, you know, I was like, okay, this, this, this definitely didn't work out because, you know, I, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it until a year later when I got into another relationship and that one ended. And I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm, I'm letting people push, you know, I'm, 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 I'm allowing people into my life that would try to push over me, that would disrespect me. I was allowing that because I'm so forgiving and I'm, I'm so like, and, and I know it's gonna blow over and you know, and, I, and, and then it was another thing. And there was another thing where my ego is saying, nah, don't stand up for yourself. Don't stand up for yourself. Don't stand up for yourself. But I was like, no, 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 no. That had to die. So I'm so glad that you touched upon this ego subject because I know there's a lot of people that are in relationships right now in the wrong relationships that are, you know, that, that ego is going to come out and the whole family is going to yeah. come out. <laughs> the whole team, everyone from the accountant to the assistant to the CEO to the manager oh. to the CFO, like the whole, the whole squad is coming out. The whole, the whole 401k is going to come out and hit you. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, I, I can talk about all these things. I think, you you know, it's clear that I, you know, I've been through a lot of things in life and I, I love learning and I'm, I always say I'm a student of life. 
I incorporate so many different things into my life, into my work, into what I do, and I'm that person who's like more about be about it than talk about it kind of person. Mm-hmm. I, you know, when you said that people are with the wrong people, there there are different components to that, and you know, sometimes unconsciously, we, you know, as humans, we only only are in two states. Like this is true. For everyone, like there's no what ifs, ands, or what's. There are two states that we live in, and then those states have subcategories. So one state is love, yep. which is like very rare for people to be in because you have to like do so much work on yourself and be in such a place so that you can be happy and love other people and be like, oh, I love you, I love, I love the world. How can we collaborate? How can we work together? Because I just want to uplift people, right? Very rare. And then 99.9% of the people are functioning out of fear. And, and fear is not just being scared of something. It, there are so many emotions, anxiety. Um, like, there are just so, so many. Like, there are so many subcategories of that. And so when you talk about being in a, just even talking about the relationships, for the relationship portion, like, there are people that are with people because they're afraid. They're afraid of moving on. What if? Am I too old? Am I too young? Maybe I didn't look like how I did before. Will anybody want me? Um should like am i financially able to do this by myself uh, there's just so many things what are people going to think about me we people thought we had a great relationship we were perfect but now like we just broke up like there's so many things that and everything you hear that i'm saying is from fear what if what will mm-hmm. you say because you're not so certain in yourself and 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 we've been taught unfortunately to live in shame which is another state of fear right because we're mm. ashamed of saying hey it didn't work out. I love that person. We had great times and great memories together, but we grew apart. We are different now. And like, it just didn't work well. And so like, you know, in a, as a society, we have been taught, like you pick one person, you marry them and that's it. And then God forbid that you do something else, like you're bad or you have a same or your youth goods, right? Like, I, especially for women, like I've got, mm-hmm. like, oh, you divorced and you have a child. Oh, you're, you're no longer like this prized, you know, virgin, like, oh, you're like second class citizen. And the same goes for people and relationships. And so this fear. And so once I'm like, uh, no, that's I'm sorry you feel that way, but that's not how I look at it. I look at it as like to give you an example when people if people and when like even my own father has said this to me and I'm like, uh, I don't accept that. Sorry, that's your belief, not mine. I know my value. And actually, yeah, so what? I was married and divorced. That just gives value to me. I know how to be a good wife. I know how to be a good partner. I know how to be a great mother. I already did that. Like, you know, if we're going to have another child, like, you, I already know all the ins and outs. So, like, basically, you have a pro over here. So, if that's how you see me as you good, I feel bad for you because, you know, these are all the things that I bring to the table and that I ha- have to offer. So, if you can't see that, then you're not my people. And I've told my dad this. He's like, you know, from a conservative background again, like, you know, women have the stigma. So the same with the relationships. If you're not able to stand on your own and be like, no, like I have this to offer, that to offer. This is who I am. And it just didn't work out. And that's okay for them, for me. We grew together. And so there's a fear of like standing in your own power that comes out of that. Yeah. You know, and... At the end of the day, you know, people are just going to be people. Everyone's going to have a different point of view. I mean, like, I didn't have the same point of view as my dad and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, we, we, we see eye to eye on some things and stuff, and stuff like that. And we, I mean, we don't see eye to eye on, on a few things. I remember I was being really stubborn, um, you know, when my dad was trying to help me get over uh, this one girl. 
And I was just like, and he kind of told me, he's just like, you're just letting people push over you. I didn't want to believe him. But then I went through this experience. And when I was in this relationship, um, where I remember there was an argument, it was over something so little, but I, it, but I, I just don't understand why it had got to that. It got so big. And then we we're going to Vegas the next day. Oh, you know, the memories are just going to Vegas. <laughs> and then I remember we were, we were driving there and I'm trying to say hello, be on good vibes. Next thing you know, there's a four and a half hour silent treatment. And I'm like, what is going on here? And like, and, and, and is this about yesterday? I thought we, what, what's going on? Next thing you know, there's another example of this pushover and I'm like, okay, that's uh, scary. That's a very big red flag. And then, you know, a couple months later that passed, the same thing started happening over and over. And then that's when that kind of caused me to end the relationship because, you know, I was, I, there, were, there was just so many things that I had to, you know, learn and, you know, I kind of had to, I, go, I went back to my dad's like, you were right. I had to, you were right. And that kind of made me make the choice to, you know, be single for a while because, you know, there was a lot of discovery that I needed to make. So I can understand like where, you know, you're coming from when it comes to, you know, talking with, uh, you know, going coming from a conservative uh, background and all that jazz. But I want to switch gears on this one because you mentioned to me earlier that you were a model. You started at the age of five and then you have uh, 16, you, you, how, how old is your daughter? And she's in the whole, oh, okay. And she's basically following that same uh, pathway as you did? Uh, well, she's, in the no, she's not doing the modeling. I mean, she could be, but she's actually, she, I think because she's seen me do a lot of like anti-PR where like no pictures, no pictures. Like, you know, first of all, because I was afraid that my ex-husband would find me um, because it was like a very sticky situation. Oh, okay. Not because I'm like, oh, I'm the shit, right? Like, yeah, I was, I was acting out of fear for like so many, many years. So she is kind of like very reserved, you know, for her age. She's not on social media as much. She doesn't take pictures. Like her pictures are like side pictures. Like you can't really see her face. It's so funny. Um, she could be, you know, I, I wanted her to be in the industry because she's so beautiful. Of course, she's my daughter. I'm going to say that, but she is. She's a beautiful soul. She's five ten already, which is a great height for a model. Um, but um, she, do, she does go to the same uh, military boarding school that I went to. So I guess in that regards, like academic-wise, she's, she's definitely following my footsteps. Wow, 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 wow. And that's, uh, that's definitely got a lot. Just, she's, I can tell, you know, going to uh, school, it was, a, you said, a military school? Yeah, it's a lot of discipline already. She, she must have a lot of discipline already. She, she really does. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And, you know, we're, we're, I mean, obviously you are an awesome guest to have on this podcast. Elizabeth. I just wanted to put that on there, put that out there because, you know, just you and me talking and just, just good. You, you're just good vibes. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> but um, you created uh, this thing called the beauty circle. Tell, tell, tell the people about that. Well, thank, first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, I think you're an amazing host. I, I love our conversation. It's like touching on so many different things. It's like we would be on the phone just chit-chatting. So I, I love that kind of style. So thank you for having me on here as well. 
Of course. So to tell you more about the beauty circle, it was a tool that I created that I was hoping to make an app um, on, and I've been debating back and forth, and I've had a lot of people like try to approach me on it. So I mean, th there's just so many things that I'm dabbling in um, that I like. I'm trying to prioritize what what I really want to like step my foot forward in. Um, so mm -hmm. basically, it's a tool that I created that I feel like is one of the best things ever to do. I do it monthly. So what it is, it's a wheel, and you can get a free download like on my website. It's like download your free beauty circle. And basically, it has 10 different categories, like water, skin, makeup, movement, relationships, joy, bowel movement, sleep, like all these different categories that I 100% believe through all the years in my industry that make you live, like, I want to say a beautiful life because I'm the beauty guru, right? But I want to say more like a holistic, balanced life. So what happens is with this tool that you measure, so like, for instance, you'll fill this out and you'll measure, okay, from one to 10, like you can circle it in. Like some people put it on their iPads and they just do it like with a 10 or some people actually print it out, do it with their families or their loved ones and they circle like, okay, where am I at? Like, in my relationships and that could be like with your family with your friends like co-workers like there's so many different kinds of relationships and i talk about that in my youtube channel a little bit like how to fill these categories out and so like basically you fill them out from mm -hmm. 10 and you see where you're at in the category right and then you can fill out another one to see what you want to improve and i usually have them like plastered i'm i'm a little old school so i have like those old school calendars like on my wall because i just i'm just old school and i love i love writing things Ain't, ain't no wrong with that. I post them on the calendar every month, and I'm like, okay, I want to work on my water intake. I want to work on my relationships. I want to work on movement. I want to work on skin. And again, skin is not like putting on makeup and stuff. It's like taking care of yourself, hydrating, cleaning yourself, being hygienic. Like there's so many categories to that. Even makeup. Makeup is not like just putting on makeup. It's like how much money are you spending on makeup? How much time are you wasting on it? Do you even need the makeup? Like, there's so many things that go into that. So it's basically the tool that I made to help you, like, visually see where you're at. Like, it could be daily, monthly, however many times you want to do it. Like, I have clients that um, download it, they screenshot it, they fill it in, and they use it as their screensaver. So every time they look at their phone, they're like, oh, God, my, I need to work on my water intake this month. That's my goal. And so, like, that's kind of how I use the tool. Okay, okay, I like that. So, and, and, and it's called the beauty circle, correct? Uh, all right, and, and uh, ladies, if you're, if you're listening and, and you want to get the beauty circle, I think it's on your IG, right? My IG, um, on the link in my bio. And it's not just for ladies, it's for men and children as well. It teaches them good oh, values, how to start like being mindful and like setting the proper mindset for success. All right, all right. And then uh, let me, and your TEDx is on YouTube, yeah, correct? So I actually got an email from the producers. I don't know when this episode is airing, but uh, it should be out like probably Monday because they, it was like one of the ones that was like still getting under reviewed because of the sensitivity of the topic. And, you know, they have to make sure that everything is correct and the timelines. So just uh, waiting for that. Okay, okay. All right, all right. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys want to find Elizabeth Molina, you know, especially see her TEDx, it's coming out this coming, this this week. So, you know, look out for it on YouTube. Definitely 
you know, check her video out, check her story out. Definitely a uh, down-to-earth person to, to, to have on the show. And uh, pretty much, uh, how can people find you? You mentioned you have a YouTube. I want people to make sure that you, they go to your YouTube as well. But how can people find you? Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty uh, active on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is Elizabeth underscore underscore Molina. And I'm also really active on Clubhouse. So it's at Elizabeth Molina. And I think you are also pretty active on Clubhouse. <laughs> I'm, I'm very active. Like I was on Latinidad para la Cultura and, and just before this podcast because it, it's it, – no, no, it wasn't that. It was uh, Chingona <laughs> AF. I'm not gonna, well, chingona as fuck, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> they have some funny groups there that, like, if you could, you know, there's so many things there networking, business, mindset, coaching, how to grow your business, uh, just rooms to relax, rooms to meet each other. There's just so much on there. So it's, I think it's a really great platform, especially since we're not going out. It's really like clubbing, like, you know, going mm-hmm. room to room, like you're going to the bathroom, yeah. you're going into the business room, you're going into the shark room with the shark people from Shark Tank. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then you can also find me on my website, elizabethmolinainc.com. Okay. All right. All right. Elizabethmolinainc.com. Check her out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, someone you definitely want to see on YouTube, get to know her. Definitely an awesome person that you, I, I can't say enough about her, okay? She's awesome already. I, we got good vibes. When you got good vibes with someone, it, it's it's just next level. It's none other. I mean, I can't say enough about how awesome she is. But Elizabeth, I want to say thank you for being on this podcast show. And I really hope you enjoyed, I really hope you enjoyed this whole thing. I want to say thank you for having me. I, I, like I said, I think, you, I think you asked me some great questions. And every time I go on, I try like not to give the same kind of like thing because that's a lot of people do that and it's so annoying. <laughs> I did my research, you know, to ask the right yeah, questions. So I, <laughs> I, I just want to say thank you so much for being so gracious to have me on your podcast and share me with your audience. I really appreciate all of your support. And yeah, we definitely had a lot of vibes and just great conversation. Can't wait to probably come back on here again talking about something else that's really cool and and new and just yeah, yeah. Oh, we will. Oh, well, you know, it's my pleasure. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to How to Move On. If you guys find this information valuable, I want you to drop a like, drop a comment, drop a share if you can. And, of course, subscribe to my, ch- you know, subscribe to the podcast if you or follow it. Uh, you know, on my YouTube, I always say subscribe. But, um, you know, definitely, of course, this is another episode on How to Move On. Yes, another one, another one, another one. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen.